listening to episode 89 of the Dradcast with special guest Devin Walker. This episode of the Dradcast is brought to you by Pagely, the original WordPress managed host. If you're looking for the biggest, the best, the baddest, contact the experts over at Pagely.com today. Get ready for the Dradcast. Your favorite nerds. Brad Williams and Dre Armada bring you high-octane conversations with new guests every week. Covering the latest news, insight on recent events, and interviews with tech titans. Pour yourself a quality cocktail. What kind of software? Drag. Sit back and chill. Because the Dradcast starts now. It is that time of the week for everybody's favorite show, Two Goofballs. I'm Brad. He's Coffee McGee. <laughs> the sickly one over there, Mr. Dre. Man. Dre, man, how are you holding together? Uh, a couple a couple minutes short of dying. I, what I will tell you, though, Brad, is a family is a unit composed not only of children, but of men and women, an occasional animal, and a damn common cold. This episode is brought to you by Mucinex, folks. I'm dying over here, dude. <laughs> well, I'm glad you are pulling through and made it to the show. Are you it's kidding definitely, me? It's definitely that time of the year. I think there's some stuff going around. And, uh, you you know, I've been telling you, man, once you hit 50, like, it's just all downhill from there. So you know, I think you're starting I'm, to see it a little bit. You know, the first sign of real old age is when you lose your front teeth and you're about to reach that place, my friend. Keep talking about my age. <laughs> How you doing, uh, I'm just kidding. I'm I'm doing great, man. It's uh, I feel like we're in week two of the new year. Uh, the first week is is, it, I feel like it's always the longest week of the year because like you, there's all these holidays over the course of a few months, and then it's like it's almost like you drop off a cliff in January, and you're like, well, what now? Like, oh, it's the new year. Like, get back to work, you know. So it's I feel like now, you know, week two we can start get back in a normal routine, get the groove going on. So and then right into a three day weekend next weekend so yeah. there's, there's that hey, hey you know what after a couple of really long weeks from all those holidays uh i think a day off will be uh well deserved by everybody that gets to that gets to have that day off so um, i'm uh, excited though man hell i'm heading right back up the mountain i think man you are slowly but surely turning into that hermit on the mountain that like doesn't come down like maybe comes down once or twice a year that the, the probably the only thing holding me holding me back is that uh there's no like jujitsu place up there because without uh, jujitsu i would like lose my mind there you so, go that's yeah, the only like, reason you're coming down off the hill <laughs> pretty much it uh, looks like a lot of fun, man. You've seen be it, you're you're in like SoCal, and you've seen way more snow. I haven't even seen snow yet this year. It's ridiculous. And I'm in Philly. Like we usually get a lot of snow. Bro, I, I, I haven't even seen a flurry. I haven't seen one flake. Oh my! <laughs> yeah, I didn't make it up to Big Bear. I was down in Lake Arrowhead. We had a little over a foot in Big Bear um, over the last couple of weeks. It had over four feet of snow, man. Yes. Fresh, fresh powder across the top end of the oh, range. Man. It's been it's been nuts. It's been a weird weird year. Well, let's get into it, man. We got a great show. Rock we roll. got a great guest. Oh, yeah. If you are familiar, his name is Devin Walker. It, so my new thing, I think I'm just going to read people's Twitter bios because it's either going to tell me exactly what they do or it's going to be <laughs> something completely stupid. But either way, that's going to be my new intro. <laughs> I love it. The greatest thing is Devin, his Twitter bio, t- it tells everybody exactly what he does. The founder of Word Impress. He's the creator of Give WP. Really awesome plug, and we'll talk about Absolutely. WordPress enthusiast, WordCamp speaker, mediocre golfer. I know that's BS because I've seen him golf, and he's way better than mediocre. Post rock obsessed cat lover and aspiring world traveler. 
Devin, Don't forget uh, professional boxer that faced Rocky Balboa. <laughs> oh, we'll get That's to true. Ivan. Welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, been a long time uh, listener, first time uh, on the show. Really excited. First time caller. I'm not only a client, I'm the president. (laughs) I'm not only a listener, I'm now a host. So you get to join that exclusive club of people who've had to put up with us for an hour of talking nonsense. Uh, So uh, there is an official drag camp down the road. You just just join in on the party. How you been, man? My SoCal brother. What's, What's up with you? Uh, you know, other than the Chargers leaving, we're we're doing all right down here. Uh, all right, you know. so you've officially you've officially been part of the shortest dradcast. We'll see you later. <laughs> and we're out. <laughs> Deuces. Chargers are gone. That makes uh, me. It's that's terrible. uh, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, there's still some hope, right? I, I have a little bit of you know that's they haven't completely announced. There's not parades in Los Angeles yet. Uh, so hopefully they they will stay maybe. But, well, so let's turn. This Would there be a parade for the Chargers though? I'm just. Oh, uh, there, there's always a parade here. L- listen to this scenario though. There's there's the likelihood uh, that they don't go uh, to to um, to Los Angeles. It's very minimal. It's got about the same percentage of odds as them going to Los Angeles, and the Raiders coming down to San Diego. <laughs> at some point. So if if shit gets really real, it could be the the Los Angeles Chargers. And the San Diego Raiders. What do you oh, think about that? That would be, oh, that so, would be insane. To put a little context for everyone wondering why they're talk, we're listening to football on a technology podcast. We have two Charger fans. I'm assuming Devin, you're a Chargers fan. Two Charger fans yeah. on this podcast. And I, myself, am an Oakland Raiders fan. And there's been uh, a, a shakeup in the NFL where the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Rams were all trying to go to L.A. Um, and move out of their city. So... Dre, Looks I like the Rams the are going. Odds were, uh, I thought you were going to say the odds were about winning the the Powerball. You know, one point uh, five billion. Hey, hey listen, you're, you're killing all of my like lead-ins for my later segments. Here. I don't know what <laughs> we've literally going. talked about every topic for the show <laughs> in bad, your intro. Bad. So, oh, so great. let's quickly before we move on, I want to hear a little bit. So you do. You're over at Word uh, Word Impress. Every I, every time I see Word Impress, I always think like. The way it's written, because it's a capital I, and then you see lowercase p, like my instinct is like, oh, that's a lowercase p. And then I'm like, wait a minute. No, that's not WordPress. It's Word Impress. <laughs> it's like, the, I don't know. It's just my muscle memory there. But so you're running WordPress or Word Impress. Gosh, I can't even say it now. Uh, <laughs> doing some really cool stuff with some premium plugins for WordPress. Tell us about what you got going on. Yeah, so uh, last April, we released our flagship product, which is uh, GiveWP. It's a WordPress donation plugin. Uh, recently hit 6,000 active installs, um, 72 five-star reviews. Um, so really pulling uh, all our focus and resources into that as of uh, you know last year. And uh, you know we we might be able to work out a capital P for you in the future somewhere. Uh, <laughs> but we do have other plugins. Uh, Quick Checkout's an extension for WooCommerce, which allows you to uh, place a checkout page, uh, make landing pages with uh, WooCommerce, and uh, really uh, increase conversion rates. So that's been really successful for us as well. And we have some uh, other Google Mapping plugins and uh, business review plugins as well that have been popular with restaurants and uh, anybody on like Yelp, uh, OpenTable, and some of these other APIs. I love APIs. So that's how I roll. 
So let me ask you this. I'm, I just started a new group named uh, the California Off-Road Recovery Group. And the name, the, the group is, is uh, to get as many off-roaders out there as possible to help each other out in the state of California if they get stuck out in the middle of nowhere and they don't want to pay these exorbitant like fees to these, these tow truck companies. They want to charge you two, three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000. We all kind of police each other, help each other uh, get out of these places. But we're going to start taking donations at some point. Would Give be something that we can help out? Uh, that they can help us out as we start getting this foundation together? Absolutely. So that's a perfect example of a, a situation where Give would be perfect. Uh, last weekend, we just had somebody uh, raise over $12,000 in under two days. Uh, and thanks in large to the WordPress community uh, to help with some adoption funds. We have on our website uh, a, a growing list of Give stories, we're calling them, mm-hmm. anywhere from a professional skier looking to go on a world tour to uh, the adoption adoption uh, 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 cause, which I just mentioned, and sure. uh, maybe yours is the next one. You know, people have used it to raise uh, money for their weddings. Um, the great feature about it is, you know, less commission fees. Um, you're just going to pay us for an add-on. That's it, one-time fee uh, per yearly basis on a license model. And uh, you know, compared to GoFundMe, it's a lot easier and faster to set up, and can be a lot cheaper in the long run. Or save you a lot of your uh, of your money. Democratizing generosity. I really I love that tagline. I was reading that earlier, and I was like, that's just like literally two words. You know exactly what you're trying to do there, which is pretty absolutely. Pretty cool. That's a great tagline. So definitely check out givewp.com. Um, you know, I've seen this pass around a lot. The community's really gotten behind this. I mean, I've seen a lot of people recommending this. A lot of people using it. Um, it seems like not only is it a great product, but it's also one that the community really seems to support. Have you have you noticed that? Did you expect that going into it? Well, I I, I didn't expect it, you know. But um, Matt Cromwell has been really pivotal pivotal on that uh, front. He's our brand ambassador here. He's got his uh, I don't know how should you say this tentacles in all the WordPress communities. <laughs> and uh, and if it was a crap product, I'm sure it wouldn't perform as well. But we did some. You know, really good grassroots marketing around it, and we kind of set it up for success rather than uh, a failure, which you can all too times you see in the WordPress product space. So. Matt, so Matt the Octopus Cromwell. That I like. I like this, this <laughs> tentacles and everything. In fact, I think we're uh, uh, have reached out to Matt about uh, hosting eventually. So we will have him on the yes, show eventually. Absolutely. Oh, watch out. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> Just kidding. That's uh, yeah, really cool, man. Best of luck with the GiveWP. So uh, another quick question before we move on. How is the premium product space for WordPress, specifically around plugins? Because we've always heard a lot, you know, themes, the premium theme space has been around for a while. Um, it's kind of like the old, the, old, the old guy on the block, right? It's been around for a number of years to this point where most people would say it's pretty saturated. Premium plugins haven't been. They haven't been around as long. They haven't been as accepted as long. And I still, I've said it many times on the show, I think it's still a lot of opportunities there. So what are you guys seeing? Is this still a viable option for people? Are people still willing to pay for for quality products? Absolutely. You know, depending on the model you go for, it's totally um, totally wide open. You can find a niche and you can take it over. Just make sure it's a, you know, valuable product uh, that people are going to actually adopt and use and it's built correctly. Um, as far as, you know, all the, the success behind, um, or finding success, you know, that's really up to you and your team. You know, if you, uh, if you spend, if you outsource it and and do MVP in the wrong way, it couldn't work out where, whereas your idea might be really good. So, um, and as well, you know, I always make this point, you know, most people 
have one theme per site and uh, usually up to 30 plugins per site. So there's a lot larger market there as well. So that's an interesting way to look at it, and uh, I like to look at that that is exactly. a excellent point, to be honest. That um, I think a lot of people probably don't, re- you know, pro- I'm sure they realize, but they probably don't think about it. Single theme per site for the probably 99.9% of sites, um, but multiple plugins. So um, that's great to hear, and that's kind of what I've seen, and you know, out there that there's some really great products. Give WP, you know, you have a map builder, another great pro product. Um, it seems to be doing very well. Um, so I have it on good authority, and we'll we'll get into pressing topics right after this. I promise, Trey. But I have it on good authority that you do a killer Ivan Drago present uh, impersonation. Uh, <laughs> Did Trey tell you that? <laughs> I I heard it around somewhere. Uh, I got I you know what? Just for reference, so that we're all we're all on the same page. Ivan Drago, you know the big. Uh, the if you've ever watched the Rocky movies, which are pretty amazing, Rocky Four, which a fourth you would think is terrible, but it's one of the best. Ivan Drago is the main uh, guy he boxes, but you get a little bit of. I must break you. <laughs> I must break you. I must break you. So I gotta hear it, man. We gotta hear this Ivan Drago impersonation. I must break you. That's, <laughs> that's, that's pretty. I, I need some beers, man. This is. Uh... Oh, so this is better after beers. Now we're getting somewhere. I like this. <laughs> that was pretty oh, yeah. damn and, good. And WordCamp US was in Philly, and I saw everybody going and visiting the Rocky Steps, and there was a Rocky impersonator there, and I really wanted to go make some extra cash and go down there with a you know a Drago boxing outfit on, but unfortunately <laughs> it was it was cold as hell, and uh, I didn't have time. So, and, and brother, you- hey, we're gonna have to. I, I will absolutely be attending uh, WordCamp San Diego, and I could probably <laughs> probably get something set up. We're gonna figure this out for sure for San Diego this year, man, because that was damn, that was damn near perfect. Freaking, <laughs> was- I, I, I love impersonations. I'm terrible at them, and I do them all the time. Brad laughs at me, but that that was shit hot right there, dude. That was good. Oh, I appreciate it. I like that. Thank you. All right. We'll get into more uh, impersonations as we move on, but I think it's time to kick off some of this week's pressing topics. Stand by. Pressing topics of the week. And you're on. Oh, man. So who's using Stripe? Are, are, are either of you guys using Stripe actively anywhere? Um, yep. I, I Absolutely. I've used, Love Stripe. Yeah, yeah, love Stripe too. Now, um, ACH payments. Are you guys uh, going to be ex- looking at ex- accepting ACH payments at any point? Because uh, apparently they've they've now added this as a capability. Um, they actually uh, talked about it on their blog this week. Uh, actually released it yesterday. Um, that's pretty cool. That now, I mean, geez, most banks use ACH, and I think that this is something. If I'm not mistaken, something that um, it's really more of a U.S. thing, but uh, wasn't uh, wasn't capable uh, a capability they were allowing before, but now through some of their API capabilities, are allowing it. Do you think this is something that's going to take off? Absolutely. I, so. I mean, you know, oh, sorry, Brad, to cut you off, but it's huge with nonprofits. We see it every day. People love the bank transfers. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think the the biggest draw to me and probably to ever, us and maybe even a lot of people listening is Stripe is awesome for developers and awesome for integration. They just really get it to the simplest point possible uh, to do it, whether it's credit cards. And I'm, I haven't, I have not played with the ACH payments yet, but I'm assuming it's done kind of in the quote unquote stripe way. And it just makes it super simple, right? It's just very clear. It's cut and dry. It's super simple to integrate. I mean, I would imagine that, um, you know, Devin, you mentioned that uh, this is big for, I think you said charities, was it? 
um, or nonprofits. I'm assuming you're probably going to integrate this with Give WP, so there's support like there next week. Like next, exactly. So like a week after the announcement, it's going live. Um, yeah, this is big. I mean, a lot of people still want to pay this way, even though it sounds kind of. I guess it's not as old school as writing a check and mailing it, but it's kind of, it's up there, you know, like with just kind of that old, old, I don't know, old setup. But I love anything Stripe does, so this is great. Just more expanded support for for accepting money. Yeah, money. I love how they mention in the blog post uh, how they and it involved Baroque legacy APIs, <laughs> and we know dealing with banks <laughs> that they have very Baroque legacy <laughs> APIs. That's for sure. That's the um, one way to describe a, a uh, nasty ass API. Yeah, that, that's, man, they Baroque as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Baroque legacy APIs. That's quite the quite the word to use there. I like it. Oh, uh, you broke ass some of a bitch. <laughs> I can't even imagine because, I mean, I'm sure, well, I'm sure we know, like, some of the legacy stuff that's out there. And, um, again, Stripe just kind of being that middleman, but they do it right. Like, they, I mean, the reason I think they got so big in the credit card space is because they did it different than everybody else. Rather than, you know, the traditional, hey, you pay a monthly fee and then you give us a percentage of each transaction. They're like, look, we're only going to charge you if you use it. We used to set up stores all the time. We're like, well, you could use Authorize that net, but you're paying 30 bucks a pop right out of the gate, even if you haven't sold anything. And that's kind of a turnoff. Um, and Stripe just being so simple to use, very basic tools um, that can do some very complex things. And it's all about accepting money when you're in the e-commerce space. So this is awesome. Yeah, totally agree. Give us the money. Oh, man, that's great. Money, money, money. Everybody's about money these days. Forbes, um, in fact, a little beyond the money, but Forbes being associated with it, has asked readers to turn off ad blockers. Um, And then as soon as they did that, immediately served them pop under malware. That's that's freaking amazing, man. Talk about a new segment called Dick Move of the Week. (laughs) Dick Move of the Week. Or Dumbass Move of the Week. I don't know which is worse, but... You say advertising, and I say block that malware. For, uh, Forbes asks readers to turn off ad blockers and immediately serves them pop-up malware. Like I, 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 what the hell are they doing? I mean, I think they've already had like these, um, these, these advertising pop-up screens. Like, hey, your, your, uh, your article will be served in like 10 seconds. You know, click here. Um, yeah, to- quote of the day. They'll show you a quote first. and then, Dude, know, it's, it's like – I, I, I'm so beyond like these these stupid advertising. Te- you know, I, I tend not to go back to these sites because it's like I could probably get that same regurgitated bullshit content somewhere else anyway. And, and you're throwing throwing this you know kind of kind of shade at me. I, I I just can't get with it, man. It's just a uh, trust factor, right? Like they this just whatever trust they were trying to build, especially with people that are knowledgeable enough to try to block ads. That is now destroyed. Like that is gone. That trust is out the window um, because they they broke that trust. They said, "Oh, try, turn off ads, ad blockers. Try, it's good. It's all good. We'll get you the article. Just turn off your blockers." And then they do some stupid, you know, something stupid like this. So um, I don't know, man. I understand what these um, you know content sites are trying to do. They need to monetize content, and it is a challenging thing to do even today. But Man, they are just going about it all the wrong way, I feel like. Yeah, I agree. I, I was firsthand, uh, you know, I saw that 30 under 30 article. I clicked on it on my phone, and I remember being gated by that and just bouncing right away. I didn't even want to deal with it. I was kind of astonished that they would prevent me from viewing the article. And, uh, you know, they, there's better ways to do that than 
obviously serving malware underneath it too. Yeah, I don't. It's it's challenging. I I know one one area that I'm really starting to hate on the web is the mobile content experience because I feel like almost every site I'm trying to read an article, I click off something on Twitter or Facebook, or whatever, and it pops. You know, brings up Chrome or Safari. I think I, well, I'm using Chrome at the moment on iOS, but it's the experience on mobile is terrible because of the ads. Like like three things pop up, and then there's sharing buttons, and then the nav is that. Like I literally have a fifty by fifty content window that i can actually and it's just like and it's happening on almost all the sites i visited the mobile experience <laughs> out there is it's just bad you know oh, no, really click, bad. hey go go ahead and click the little x to go ahead and make sure that that, oh, that, yeah. uh, that little ad disappears Please. and you're like pushing the shit out of your screen it's like a two like, by two <laughs> pixel x like yeah like <laughs> there's no you, way you're clicking that you, x you expand and the whole ad expands except the little x box like what how is many, going on here how many times have you tried to click close those ads and you get routed to hey download this app like it takes you right into the app store now it's like it's like whoa 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 i don't want to download anything all i try to do is close your damn ad um so for those wondering if you head over to appresser.com we got you covered <laughs> yeah just oh, be nice with the ads i get you need to make money but be respectful with it uh yeah kill the ads kill the ads kill the ads and kill all the security implications that comes along with it microsoft's doing the same thing at the browser level, which is exciting. Um, as of January 12th, I, 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 well, that'd be yesterday, Microsoft yep. finally killed Internet Explorer 8, 9, and 10. Ooh. All front-end developers rejoice. You, you know what's funny? Yeah. <laughs> what you sipping on? Shit, anything but Microsoft IE. Um, what, what, what I, dude, it was like Microsoft um, and, and killing off Internet Explorer 6, 6X, man, it took like forever. It's like that fucking thing wouldn't die. And now they're killing off three of them at a time. It's like, like all of this shit sucks. Like it's got to go away. Um, how exciting is that? Yeah, but it is really exciting. But you're, you know, being still in the agency space, you're going to get those legacy people who are in these uh, enterprises where the IT they can't upgrade people past XP yet. That's gonna, you know, you got to do that on two thousand machines. You got to buy all, all these licenses. Well, we'll stay okay for a while longer. Yeah, I, I think you'd be, you know, looking at the enterprise. That was the case uh, five, ten years ago. I think that we've seen a, a, a decrease of that. Uh, Windows, you know, XP, maybe a version up Vista or whatever now, right? Um, mm -hmm. So I think we've seen a lot of that go away. I, I experienced that same problem when I was at Sempro. We were looking at upgrading and bringing in WordPress. I had a bake-off uh, with a couple different other platforms in there proprietary to bring that in. We are really cutting edge and looking at all these new browsers, and it was amazing the stuff that it could do. But we still had that requirement because we were still on XP. Um, but I think that that's that's um, that's slowly changing and moving away from that. And although you may find it in some um, aspects of, of the enterprise internally, uh, more more so than, than you know having um, high risk kind of situations on the outside running running those things or running away from Internet Explorer specifically. Um, I think that. Uh, when you start to see Microsoft kill it off, they start to follow suit if they haven't already implemented some type of upgrade path uh, for, for those environments. So it's it's changing little by little. Internally. <laughs> no, I, nobody. Nothing. Have, Notorious. Have, Come on. Uh, yeah, I, I, what I – this is good, right? But you're right. It's not going to die. It's not going to immediately kill off the people using it. The one thing I do like is they are going to push out – 
a uh, uh, a final end of life patch that will essentially ping all users running these browsers and tell them that hey guess what this is end of life like you need to start upgrading or you're going to be open to security vulnerabilities that will usually start lighting a bit of a fire under some people's asses that hey I'm open to security vulnerabilities like that's not good especially at a corporate level um, so at the very least hopefully it it pushes you know those those enterprise companies or uh, you know, sysadmins or IT, you know, departments, whatever, to 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 figure that out. I also think on the on the flip side of with you know in our world of kind of and a lot of our listeners, you know, the the front end designers, developers, the the people building WordPress sites. This this helps give them the the, the ammo, if you will, they need to kind of for their clients to say, look, these things are end of life. So you know, I sh- you sh- I shouldn't be required to support IE eight by default. <laughs> um, it's end of life. It's dead. Microsoft isn't even updating it. So it kind of, kind of help you have that conversation with the client. Like, Hey, we can support it, but there's going to be an additional cost. It is, it is mm-hmm, end of absolutely. life. It is dead. It gives them that. I think that information, that ammo that they need to have those, those conversations with the client, which is a good thing. Right. So mm-hmm. it's exciting. So now the only official uh, supported, uh, version of internet Explorer is 11 and 11 is the last one because beyond that is edge. Um, which is out, came out with uh, uh, Windows 10, so uh, it won't be long before they will. There will be no supported Internet Explorers, which will be an interesting world to live in. Oh man, it could it could fucking take grave right next to Netscape for all I give a shit. <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> yeah, me too. Long coming. Just shot <laughs> that's it. A, that's a cold game. I'll shoot you again, sucker. I don't know. I'm like, I got Chris Tucker in my head today. I'm like trying to channel my inner Chris Tucker. What's going on, man? Dre is not hopped up on on, on meds at all right now. Just super just green at all. <laughs> Internally. Internally. <laughs> oh, it's going downhill quick. I love it. <laughs> so party, pour pour one out for your homie Internet Explorer. <laughs> and Dre's just gonna be over there shooting it. <laughs> Oh man, I had so many damn projects over the years. It just like it brings back some really bad memories. Like I mean, fetal position in the corner type stuff. They're like just terrible. Um, and, you know, and it got to the point. Where it's like, well, it needs to be. You know, my my entire website needs to be like completely capable of. You know, every single thing has got to be dialed in pixel for pixel across a gamut of IE explore. You know, um, uh, browsers. And then I'm like, all right, let me let me see your web traffic. I, I want to see analytics. Well, it's like. 0.023% total of all of my traffic. And I'm like, well, then <laughs> I'm going to charge. But that's our CEO, so. <laughs> yeah, that's our CEO's on, on XP. I'm like, well, you know what? I'm just going to have to charge you an extra 500% uh, to make sure this shit works correctly because it's terrible, dude. You know what's funny is, like, I kind of mentioned that I, it, it'll be an interesting world to live in once IE's gone. But, like, what what are we going to complain about at that point? Because remember, like, IE6 was the worst, right? Everybody remembers IE6. And it was around for so long and had, like, 90% market share at some point. So everybody, when IE6 finally got under 10%, under 5%, under 1%, it was, a, it was a glorious day. And everyone's like, man, we can just have IE7 as the minimum. Life will be good. And then six was gone, and everyone's like, "Man, if we could just have IE eight as the minimum, like life will be good." And it was like this progression until we're now, where it's like, "All right, the minimum is really IE eleven. Um, what happens to IE eleven's gone? Do we have anything to complain about anymore, or we just have to kind of suck it up and say, "All right, we're at the point we've wanted to be for the last decade. It, now it's on us," you know? Yep. 
Well, I think uh, there's always going to be something to complain about. Uh, first-hand experience, I'd probably say Safari between iOS uh, or uh, various uh, resolution devices, or all the various resolutions. There's a jillion of them now with all the tablets, devices. There, There is no break point anymore, right? So maybe that takes front and center. Start. Uh, I, I, I could see that. You're right. Because now in, in our experience and, and with working with clients of all sizes, you know, we're spending more time testing in devices than we are in browsers and versions. So that's actually a great point. You're right. It is kind of that resolution testing, device testing that has kind of taken over. We're still doing browser testing, obviously, but not to the extent that we were doing not as many versions and browsers as we were doing even five years ago even a few years ago. So, yep, I, one left, and then there was one. And and then there was one. Tesla Model S, new summon feature, lets drivers park and retrieve their cars with no one inside. Now, that right there is is fresh, man. If we could do that. uh, This is neat. uh, yeah, I mean, across the board, that's pretty pretty damn cool. Now, I saw some stuff that BMW is testing some similar similar things as well. But, man, you know, the U.S. is really, really driving to, uh, auton- towards autonomous <coughs> excuse me, vehicles. And I think that Tesla keeps pushing the needle, man, from the front. Like, they're, they're a tip of the spear with this uh, this type of movement, whether it's 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 the, the AI kind of stuff that they're investing in, um, but but the, the autonomous movement and these, these kind of automated things that without drivers – um, this is sick, dude. I, I I'm excited for it. I, I'm I'll be really excited when I can hit all the major trails in my Jeep and I can sit back and have a cold one. Man. That's, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Jeep, take me to trails. <laughs> I think it's going to come to roads first before uh, trails. But yes, I you're probably right. So. But what do you guys think? I mean, like, is this is this exciting you guys as much as it is me, man? Because I think this is pretty cool. Yeah, it's. I, I feel like. I mean, Tesla is just one of those really cool companies. I feel like every company Elon Musk is involved with is pretty amazing, and we talk about him a lot on the show because of that. Like, he's really the innovator of our generation, in my opinion. Like, one of the top. I mean, this is neat. So, if you haven't seen it, you essentially you got a car in a garage, garage door shut. You hit a button, the car starts to back up, realizes the garage door is shut, opens the garage door, backs all the way out, closes the garage door, and it's ready for you. Um, awesome. and, and you can do the same thing to put it up so you can literally pull in your driveway get out hit a button and the car will take care of itself and put it in the, put itself up but i think we can see that's a pretty on the surface it's a pretty basic thing that it can do in terms of what it's doing not how it's doing that's pretty complex but what it's doing but that i think just opens the door to we're already envisioning like you know michael douglas's or, or, or not michael <laughs> douglas batman of uh um whoever played batman the the 90s one 89 where he's literally like you know talks on his little button and the, and the Batmobile comes flying towards him, like on the other side of the city, you know, like uh, that who, type who of experience. The Saint? It's the same guy. Uh, uh, Michael Keaton. Saint. Yeah. yeah. Michael Keaton. Um, that's what, so yeah, he just said, you know, come and then his freaking Batmobile drives across the city. Like imagine being able to go out with friends, take a taxi, have a few drinks and then you hit it or wait, no, that's backwards. You, you drive to the bar. <laughs> that is backwards, my friend. You drive to the bar. You have a few drinks. Then you take a taxi home and you hit a button and your, your car follows you or something, yeah. you know. I'll be right there, Michael. I mean, like, <laughs> Michael Knight through the, through the years, right? Like, that was – dude, those were the days. I was like, I can't wait to talk to my watch. And then my car's like, what's up? You know, it just, just shows up. Oh, gosh. This – the new Sprint LTE Plus network is faster than Verizon and AT&T. Oops. To celebrate, we're going to... <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so the cool thing is that Speaking we... Speaking of annoying 
Speaking of annoying website ads that randomly start playing music. Have you guys uh, driven a Tesla? Because I had the opportunity like two weeks ago and I was blown away by it. Blown away in what capacity? I mean, I'm driving a a pretty fast car and I'm excited about it. I'd I'd love to hear about it. I mean, mean, everything, you know, it's kind of like an Apple experience, right? You get, you know, you've been driving a PC for now, right? Let's just say that. And then you get in the in the apple and there's a flat screen that greets you and it's it's got your whole road device everything when you're going down the road you see the speed limit posted right there for you um uh, granted it's a heavy car but it handles very very well and it, and it sounds like a jet when you're driving it nice. and it, it everything every detail is polished it has a an insane mode that you can put it in so i drove the the fast as hell one and it's got like two of these electric modes and and it won't peel out. It, it everything about it is just uh, kind of like an Apple esque experience. So I was stoked on it. Man, I don't want to drive one. It's, I know. Uh, I think I'm heading to test for tonight. Yeah. So I mean that like that update we just talked about um, was was one of the the new features. I mean, it's got automatic speed adjustments if you're cruise control on the highway. Like how annoying when you're on cruise control and then like two seconds turn it on like the car in front of you is going slow or whatever like it will detect that you know where it's at automatic open closed garage where we talked about i mean it's 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 really neat because it's they're as much a software company as they are a, a car manufacturer at this point and i think that's one of the areas we've seen where car manufacturers are actually lacking severely is they're trying to act like software developers and they're not so like the built-in navigation the built-in i haven't seen a single built-in navigation unit or any type of you know uh control that's like flat screen touch in a car that i've liked they've oh, all dude. felt clunky and like gps's from like 20 years ago they just B- they bmw is terrible terrible like so, I, don't, yeah. I can't use it yeah. they're not software developers i really wish they'd understand that it's almost like if you look at the cell phone industry now versus 10 years ago when 10 years ago all the cell phone man- manufacturers were also building the software on cell phones now that's not the case. Now you have you know Apple and Google and Microsoft building software, and the phone manufacturers focusing on what they do best, which is creating the phones, um, the hardware. You know, so it, Tesla is doing great on both sides of the house, and obviously innovating with fully electric cars. So it's, I mean, it's really cool to see. Once that price point gets down a little bit more, and the charging stations really like become more um, accessible, especially like, you know, I feel like it's more accessible on the West Coast, but in Midwest and, and out east. Um, I think it's going to blow up, man. Like, I, I want to drive one now. I really want to check these out. They're so cool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure to upgrade, too, to that self-driving, it's like it's not that you just get the update. It's like you have to download the app, and I'm pretty sure it's like 3500 bucks. So it's not just like, poof, here's this great new feature. It's like they're making money on it, too, right? It's like an app store Jeez, built into new the, versions like 3500 Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard. That's what the guy uh, told that's a, me. That's more. That's a much harder decision than just a ninety-nine cent app in the app, Apple Store. Well, <laughs> well, no. Yeah, yeah. Instead of uh, in-app purchases, it's in-vehicle purchases. This is interesting. <laughs> Candy Crush ain't going to drive you to the store, though. You know, <laughs> that's tr- true. That is true. Very cool uh, stuff. Well, hey, uh, Bradford. Let's uh, let's move on to uh, a. a Kind of a rotating segment we bring on on occasion, um, acquisitions and mergers. Mergers and acquisitions. I guess that would oh. be mergers and acquisitions. Get it right, I, dummy. I don't, I don't know my own segments here. Um, <laughs> on occasion, we have 
uh, plugins and services, businesses as a whole change uh, change direction, change hands, pivot the whole nine. Uh, recently, Pippin, who uh, was just kind of a monster, dude's an animal. Uh, everything he touches turns to gold, platinum. Uh, name your favorite uh, high value. Um, uh, yeah. Anyway, easy content types is uh, is a plugin that he's had out for a while uh, that's available for purchase, and he he just sold it here recently. It looks like he was asking uh, something like twenty thousand dollars for the plugin. Um, got a little bit lower uh, than, than expected price. I think he sold it for about fifteen thousand dollars. Have you guys ever used Easy Content Types? I have not. No, I haven't. I've heard of it. I've just never actually used it. Very good. Well, it's over at Theme Isle. It's still available for purchase now. If it's something you're interested in uh, in using, but uh, congratulations on the sale. I yeah, guess. I like and, the, uh, I like the story behind it. Like if you read his post, one thing I like about Pippin, like like you said, Dre, what, he does amazing work. Everyone knows yep. him for the quality of work. Um, but you could tell there's like a there's it's it's more than just like a job. Like there's a passion behind it, and he kind of tells a story how this was really the one of the first premium products he built. Um, put it on Code Canyon. Did very well, and it kind of jump started, um, you know, him going into the kind of premium product space, and you know, is the reason why things like Easy Digital Downloads and Restrict Content Pro Affiliate WP exist, and those are but obviously larger projects he's focusing on. What I really respect is rather than just kind of letting this thing die off, or maybe just not supporting it, and maybe he keeps getting some random sales, but he's not really pushing out updates. Rather than letting that happen, which happens a lot, and we see that. Um, he made the hard decision to, you know, find a, a home for it, find someone who wanted to take it over and keep building on it and keep improving on it and, and the right type of person, not just whoever happened to have the cash, I think. So, um, it's a very respectful decision. I'm sure it wasn't an easy one for him. Cause I can, I can understand an attachment like that, even when we're talking code and that couldn't be any nerdier now that I just heard it come out of my mouth, but I understand how you would be attached to something, especially knowing it jumpstart his career. So it's kind of a neat story. Um, and I really hope, uh, the company uh, theme aisle. I really hope they they continue to improve it and grow it because it is a neat product. Yeah, I mean to kind of you know uh, add to that. You know, Pippin I think is really uh, uh, has in the past uh, developed a lot of these plugins and then realized he's hit some out of the park like uh, EDD Affiliate WP and uh, RCP Restrict Content Pro. And he's kind of got these uh, other items hanging out there, maybe not getting as much as love as they need. They're still viable products, but, you know, he can't just focus on that. It's a smart business decision for him, in my opinion. And, the you know, could he have gotten more for it? I think so. I think 1.5 times earnings is low for a, a plug-in. Could he held out longer? Possibly. That's just for me talking from, you know, just looking at the blog post. But I think the person that he sold it to, or the company, excuse me, is going to be uh, in a great, uh, they're a great company. They have a great reputation. They're going to take it to where it needs to go. And I think they got a killer deal on it. Best of luck. Best of luck. Yeah, what, you know, the 1.5 earnings, I mean, it depends on how you're evaluating it, I guess, right? And uh, earning power, the amount of resources you'd have to put into. There's a lot, I think, involved there. So the valuation is kind of – it's really challenging for me to say, yeah, that was good or not. But nonetheless, he sold it. Uh, he was happy, you know, at least happy enough to, to go ahead and, and go through with the, with the sale. Uh, so it was, he found uh, whatever the – you know, the, the payment he got there made sense. So um, he's done that a couple times, though, in the sense of getting getting a home for these plugins. He did recently, too, with uh, – um, Oh, geez, what's the other name? Now I don't remember. Uh, but he, 
Yeah, he sold it to Nikhil, right? And that's right. It, yeah, it was the login one. It was like easy login or, or yeah. front end login. Yeah, and then, you know, instead of letting it die, there's value there for someone. If someone's willing to take it over and run with it, well, like shit, that's that's pretty awesome, man. So no, I nothing but awesome to say about Pippin. He's kind of he's 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 in my top five, man. The guy's awesome. Yeah, I'm wondering if I'm in that top five. Not anymore, damn it. You keep talking about uh, Pippin push me out. Talking about me being a me being a fifty year old. That's uh, a cold game. Cold game. Uh, <laughs> Startups.co acquires and I'm not sure how to pronounce this, Zana, Zana, Zana.io. It'll be um, wrong. Whatever you say will be wrong. <laughs> yeah, totally totally wrong, which is a guide for startups. Uh from zero to IPO is what they they they, they uh they say here. Become a smarter entrepreneur. And there's a, a bunch of awesome resources here for some of the kind of top entrepreneurs in in the the world, really in the tech space. Um, folks that have built, you know, helped build Google, PayPal, eBay, eBay, LinkedIn, and even WordPress. With Matt Mullenweg being one of the folks here on the team, uh, you know, and part of the group here. I've never used them. In fact, I hadn't really um, learned too much about them here until recently. Um, but interesting, some of the lessons that they break down here and some of the folks that are involved and then being acquired. So I, I'm wondering how this how this plays out. It looks like a pretty good resource. Um, I think I mean, obviously, I think startups.co and, and Zena a site, you know, geared towards from zero to IPO just on the surface. That seems to make perfect sense. Right. So. Sure. Um, but you know, he in the announcement post they mentioned that a million startups on their on the startups.co platform now have free access to industry luminaries. Um, Matt Mullenweg, like you mentioned, some other big names in the in the industry. Um, you know, this this type of stuff, especially um, as a startup, you know, launching a company. I mean, this is valuable information. I really in, in the WordPress world, I would compare this to just some of the like some of the business discussions you hear at WordCamps these days. WordCamp San Diego has had an awesome business track in years past um, and some business presentations. So um, this is the type of stuff, like learning from people who have started where you're at or maybe a little more or less, whatever, but are at a point where you're trying to go and can and can learn and absorb whatever information and knowledge they can share with you. I mean, a lot of this journey, anyone that's had a startup, started a company, whatever it is, in our industry or not, um, you, you have ups and downs and you kind of have to have your own journey and learn some things the hard way. But if you can even get a couple tips that save you a few headaches or save some of those hard, you know, hard ways to learn. I know I got some early on that helped. Um, I mean, that's valuable stuff. So information coming out of people like this is pretty, is, is invaluable to startups. So hey, you're, you're welcome, Brad. You're welcome. Yeah, it was all hey, great. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not even in my top five people, so it's amazing. Wow! Wow! <laughs> Damn, it's pretty neat. We we'll have to check it out. Actually, I, I was hoping to get a chance to to listen to Matt's a little bit before the show. I didn't get the opportunity to, but I bookmarked it because I'd like to hear a little bit about what he what he chats yeah, it about. Sounds interesting. Uh, building a unicorn. Everybody wants a unicorn, right? Oh, uh, I just I want unicorn poop because I hear it's like rainbow sherbet. Like that's, <laughs> that's it, what's up. Ugh, it you depends what they're at unicorn eats, whether it's sherbet or. <laughs> It was was that organic or something not? a little more solid than Sherbert? <laughs> Gluten free, probably. Oh, oh man, geez. it's just uh, shit got real, son. <laughs> oh man, so I hey, listen, this show is brought to you by Pagely, and if you don't know who Pagely is, man, you're not around the WordPress space much because they are the world's most scalable WordPress hosting platform. Um, they've been around the longest. 
They've done it for a while. They know what they're doing here, guys. It scales really well, and um, it's, there's something something to be said about having someone uh, that knows WordPress, knows hosting, be able to manage your um, your environment. It's where it's your money maker, baby. So make sure you go check out Pagely. They're now offering two factor authentication on all their accounts, um, which is a nice extra layer of security. Uh, for all all of their all of your you know uh, customer data, uh, if you're looking for uh, DNS services, they're now offering that with automatically routing your user requests to one of the Pagely cache nodes closest uh, to those users, making their their response times even faster. So these guys are constantly innovating and making sure that they're putting out the best product available for WordPress hosting. Uh, recently, they they also uh, put out a new service for their on their VPS side, which is uh, their their rapid deployed VPS which allows you to deploy VPSs over nine regions instantly. Uh, so if you're looking to scale out into a specific area, they can they can cover you pretty quickly. Um, so go check them out at pagely.com. Uh, they've sponsored the show, so, uh, you know, almost, well, hell, since the, the entire third season started here. Yes, sir. Uh, in- in 2015, we're certainly appreciative of Josh and Sally and the entire team over at Pagely for being an amazing um, uh, sponsor and partner to DragCast. We wouldn't be able to do uh, this and speak to awesome people like Devin and our other hosts without them. So thank you guys very much. Pagely.com, go check them out. Uh, we're going to move into this week's revolving segment, which I'm excited about because we haven't done it in a couple weeks. We took a week off for uh, the end of the year, right after the Christmas break, and then we came back last week. We had... Um, Jeez, uh, we went back to bar tricks last week. We went old school, which is <laughs> old school for sure. Yeah, which is pretty awesome. But now, now we're gonna go get into legit or quit. All right. So the way that this works, we're gonna go ahead and shoot out um, a statement, a comment, some type of current event, things that are going on, and I want to hear your honest opinion. I'll break down if it's legit or we should quit it, and what you think about it. You guys ready to rock and roll? Yeah. Let's do it. Here we go. So we're going to shoot off, Devin. This is going at you first. Iran parades U.S. sailors on state TV before releasing them unharmed. This happened over the last couple of days. There was two boats in the Straits of Hormuz. They were cruising around. They were heading, I think it was um, uh, from somewhere in the UAE, the uh, uh, Arabian Emirates, towards Bahrain, and were captured. Um, no, no one was harmed. There was two boats, but they were certainly humiliated. There's video of them being put out on, on the, the top deck of the ship or the boats that they were on, and they were brought to land, and then there's videos of of uh, them there. What, is this legit or quit? Uh, you know, I think it's going to be – it's legit. They got captured, but I think overall in the news cycle, quit it because – my bottom line is quit it because Iran, you know, they signed that nuclear deal. They want that $55 billion that's freed up. They were just kind of doing something uh, – little off the cuff and uh, got got their wrist slapped by the higher up so they're like what the what the f you doing down there you know we want this money so uh free them and maybe parade them a little because of the media or whatever but uh you know it's not good for us as my american pride i i would hate to see this happen uh and i i hate to see it happen but you know i i think it's a quit yeah, I'm definitely going quit. I mean, this if you want the entire United States Navy up your ass, this is exactly how you get the entire state United States Navy up your ass. And Dre, you know that, man. You're a sailor. So uh, this is definitely quit. quit. This is bullshit. Um, shouldn't have happened. It did. Hopefully it's over now that they've been uh, released. Now, so let me get this straight. So Iran first accidentally fires a guided missile to our Navy ships. And now we accidentally drift into Iran water and they take our guys captive. Then... Then the senior sailor apologizes and says that, hey, they've been fabulous hosts and treated us beautifully <laughs> on TV, like in this humiliating video. 
All I say is, what the fuck? I ain't the smartest man in the world, Smokey, but from over here, it looks like you taking a shit. This is a, <laughs> this is a 100% quit, and I'm sorry, but this is the world's finest Navy, and there's no damn reason that our the skipper, whoever in the fleet was over there, didn't send over some freaking boot-kicking-ass bastards on some little freaking, you know, 50 cows to shoot the hell out of these bastards for taking our boys. There's no damn way it should have happened, and there's no way that we should tolerate this. I don't care what type of agreement we got going on. I quit. This is a big one, and it's a big one for all of us. We did this in the intro, at least a piece of it. The Rams are no longer part of St. Louis. They are back in Los Angeles as the NFL's first team back in Los Angeles in 21 years. The Chargers are still on the table with a year option to join the Rams if they reach agreement. If they don't reach agreement, the Raiders are back on the table and could possibly end up in Los Angeles. Now, we talked a little bit at the beginning of the show or right before, there's still a possibility the Chargers end up in Los Angeles and the Raiders don't get a deal in Oakland, so they end up in San Diego. So they become the San Diego Raiders, the Chargers become the Los Angeles Chargers, what the hell is going on here? Is this legit or quit? Don't all speak at once. <laughs> Jeez, that's a loaded question there. Um, you know, I, the Chargers, I've been a fan of the, my old time, but the ownership it's in Dean Spanos, and I don't, you know, I don't know as personally as a guy, but it seems like the city, city would always get the short end of the stick. Um, I don't personally want the Chargers down here. If they want to go play in the shitty Qualcomm Stadium, I'm, I mean, I'm sure it's better than what they're at now. Uh, that's fine, but I'm not going to root for them. Uh, you know, I think I have this uh, as a uh, quit. I must break you. <laughs> I must break you. Oh, man. I, I, you know, I got to go. I don't know where to go because I'm a Raiders fan, and that's still a bit up in the air. I mean, the Rams are back in L.A., if the Raiders went back in L.A., we'd literally be going back 21 years. They were both there at the same time. They both left at the same time. Um, I'm okay with every scenario. And you realize, like, how complicated – this is, like, as, as complicated scenarios as, like, <laughs> like the the a week or two before the playoffs and they're going through all these crazy – like, well, if this happens and that happens, like, all right, 10 teams lose and the Colts might have a chance, you know, like – so, I, yeah, I'm happy if the Raiders stay in Oakland or if the Raiders go to L.A. Any other scenario, I'm absolutely against. So, um, as of right now, I'm going legit because my Raiders are still in Oakland. So, I'm good with it. And until I'm six feet under, my friends, I will, I will bleed. I will bleed that golden blue. So, I don't care what happens, where they go. They could be on planet freaking Neptune for all I care. Um, <laughs> go Bolts, baby. I'll take them. 100% of the time. The London Chargers. Hey, well, you're kind of in middle ground, too, right? <laughs> well, I am now, but you got to consider, man. I'm from Orange County originally. I've been going to the Murph since I was eight years old, and I spent the better part of my adult life in the U.S. Navy in San Diego. So I will forever be um, a San, San Diego fan, of course, and Chargers until uh, the day I die. Here we go. $1.5 billion. Now, there's some crazy stuff. There was a meme online about, hey, if you divide you know, $1.5 billion by the, the sheer amount of people in the United States, everybody gets $4 million poverty secured. Except they can't add. It's $4, <laughs> big dummies. Powerball is now to $1.5 billion. It's being drafted and drawn tonight. Is this legit or quit, man? Oh, uh, shit. I'm going to go buy some tickets. It's legit. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's totally legit. I've never bought Powerball tickets before, and I'm, I kind of feel like like it's so much money. You kind of have to buy a ticket. Like, why wouldn't you just throw your hat in the ring? I mean, shit. What's I mean, you're not gonna win, but 
Who knows? Right. Kanye West, uh, you know, and I paraphrase, says something about, hey, look, you know, we have all these poor people and the U.S. is giving away $1.5 billion. This is why you're an idiot, Kanye. <laughs> you're not giving away anything. This is people buying damn tickets and no one winning. So, hey, $1.5 billion, I hope. Here's the deal. If you want to up your odds, go have an old person buy the damn tickets in the middle of the ghetto. That's the only way that you're going to win. That's the only way people win. So, 100% legit. I've got my tickets in my back pocket, so game on. So, I'm going to buy the internet if I win. Trey, Trey wins. Deuces. We will not <laughs> We'll be to the broadcast. Trey's out. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm buying a studio, but here's the last one. We'll move on to the next segment. El Chapo. Gosh, we know him, right? This guy's escaped jail like three times. They built tunnels under it. Like, I mean, this it's like shit out of the movies, man. It's pretty amazing. The guy has this secret meeting with Sean Penn about a week and a half ago, this huge interview. No one supposedly knows about it. Sean Penn's shaking his hand, taking pictures, holding babies, all that fun stuff. And a week later, El Chapo gets surrounded. They throw into this big, huge firefight, and authorities grab him, nab him, and send him back to jail. Is this legit or quit? <laughs> you know, there was a GoPro video. I haven't seen it yet from uh, the raid, which I want to check out, which might up, which might might up my answer. But um, I was in Mexico when this happened last week, and I, I don't think that's a coincidence. You know, maybe I had some help there, but uh, <laughs> definitely legit, man. The El Chapo guy. I mean, uh, he's you know imported tons of bad things into this country. So uh, nab him if you can. Don't. Let him build a motorcycle tunnel this time. Come on now. Bring him back here, and uh, we'll, we'll handle him this time. I'd say it's a quit if he doesn't come here. If he comes here, it's legit. I actually have a clip of that, right? It kind of goes a little something like... <laughs> oh, my God. Was that a chapel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. This is like the like it goes from weird to weirder to like even weirder. It's like I, they dug a mile long tunnel, escaped like on a motorcycle in the tunnel. The tunnel was air conditioned, like they had air conditioning in the tunnel, and they escape. And now, like yeah, Sean Penn's over there interviewing him. I don't, I, I give it up to Sean Penn. Like I sure as hell would not want to be with that dude. That guy's a psycho if you read about him. So. Well. Well, Sean Penn is also, he was supposed to meet with the uh, head of ISIS, but now that's been canceled because El Chapo has been caught. <laughs> what is he? Oh, man, I don't know. Sean Penn, great actor. A little bit Wilson. weird. A little bit weird. Wasn't he totally off topic going through the streets of New Orleans during Katrina with a shotgun or something? I don't know. He did some weird stuff, but uh, I don't know. This stuff is weird, man. I'm going quit. Like, get this guy in jail, keep him there, and we're, we'll be done with it. This Dude, guy I'll, needs to I'll, go into a hole for the rest of his life. El Chapo is the epitome of thug life, my friend. And, you know, he, he definitely needs to be in jail. Um, and that's legit for sure. He needs, he needs to be in jail. But um, I, I'm, I'm taking odds on when the hell he escapes again because that's, that's pretty much gangster. Sean Penn, dude, I, I, you know, I, I don't care if it's associated or not or who's thinking the same thing I'm thinking, but a week after you go interview the dude, you know, the, the world's kind of biggest uh, villain at the time is, is captured. That they're they're going to kill him and his family. That's what's going to go down here. Penn Penn's going down. He's made his last you know last movie. I think at this point. <laughs> that's a, that's quite a prediction. That that uh, right there. Uh, that's probably legit, man. So uh, best to you and the, uh, the I don't know the, all the Mexican mafia and everybody else going to whip the shit out of you. No no good. <laughs>
So we talked a little bit earlier about uh, donations with GiveWP. Man, I really appreciate everything you're doing there. Uh, folks, if, uh, if you haven't checked it out, please go do so. Um, I'm, I'm going to do so for CORE. Uh, I, I really want to go you know, uh, talk a little bit maybe to you after uh, this or the coming weeks about the California Off-Road uh, Recovery Group that we started and how we can set up some donations using uh, Give because I think what you're doing there is amazing and it might be a really great, good way for us to get that, uh, that moving. I'd like to hear a little bit about WordCamp uh, San Diego. We're running short for time here, but I'd love to hear an update from you. Sure, yeah. WordCamp San Diego, it's coming up here really soon. Uh, if you're interested in speaking, uh, the last call for speakers is uh, this uh, Friday, which is two days from now. Um, so organizing has been coming along uh, really well. We're, we have had a, a change of venue this year. Last year we were at uh, San Diego Hall of Champions, which was an awesome venue. I think everybody really enjoyed that. Um, this year uh, we're, we're going to be at Liberty Station, um, which is in Point Loma, really central location. Uh, and it's really a shout out to our, our military uh, history here in San Diego. And uh, th- this place uh, helped train uh, over like 1.7 million uh, uh, enlisted servicemen. So, you know, this is really a, a great place to host a word camp. And, um, and already we've seen uh, 125 plus speaker applications and, uh, you know, finding a, a way to whittle that down to our, um, to our final schedule is going to be really difficult, but, uh, we're really looking forward to that. And also today we just announced the call for volunteers too. Um, so, uh, if you're looking to volunteer, that that's a great opportunity to get in there. And then uh, our next post, which will be uh, in the coming week from now, uh, we'll be announcing when tickets go on sale. And yeah. this year, we're really gonna uh, we're gonna phase the tickets so uh, more folks can get in. It's not gonna be like a mad rush and then you're out. You know, it's gonna be more like a WordCamp US approach, uh, different tiers, not not one of these uh, you know lock them out and everybody's kind of like oh crap thing. I love thank it. you for a ticket. Well, I, I must admit that I uh, I put in a speaker application, NTC, and that whole area down there. My last tour in the Navy from 2005 through 2007. That's where I trained. Uh, that's where I did all of my PT. Um, and I worked off of Rosecrans there uh, at an installation for a while over at North Island as well. Uh, so very familiar with the area. That was a lot of the stomping grounds and a lot of areas where I uh, worked uh, when I was serving in the world's finest Navy. So I'm excited for it. Uh, WordCamp San Diego has always got a piece of my heart, uh, being that uh, the first couple, I was uh, part of that organizing team. So very excited to see uh, the awesome show that you guys put together again this year. You guys have uh, done nothing but awesome work over the years, and I'm excited for you. I'm excited for the event. That should be a damn good time. Uh, what, what are the dates again on that? Um, knew you were going to ask that. It's on the website. Uh, I don't want to misstate it. Uh, Go check uh, the website. Yeah, San Diego. Wordcamp. March twenty eighth, Yes, thank you, thank you. I was. No. I've had so many dates no, no, in my no, no, head no, no, that no. I, I just misstated it. <laughs> what year are we at? <laughs> oh yeah, don't go on that date. No, I'll misstate uh, it for you. How about that? It's April twenty third, twenty fourth. Yeah. There we go. There we go. <laughs> well, what year is it? Yeah, I hope I get to speak, man. That'd be kind of interesting to come back full circle and speak at one of the places where I used to used to train with my guys. That'd be neat. Well, I mean, I went to boot camp in San Diego, but yes, you did. I think it's in the same area, Marine uh, Corps Recruit Depot, right by the airport. MCRD uh, NTC was uh, yeah Liberty Station, man. That's cr- that's crazy. Good times, good times. Um, 
You know, the last kind of uh, open business here is you had some discussion around CMB2 you wanted to bring up. Oh, I want to he- hear what you got going on here. What's up? Yeah, so, you know, uh, CMB2, it's a web dev studios project. I think uh, Brad and his team have done a great job of it. Uh, Justin um, has been the uh, lead on that for a while now. Um, and it was really going strong for a long time. I mean, it has like 700 stars on, on GitHub and like 400 forks. And I'm, I've contributed a whole bunch. But, you know, in the last couple of months, I've seen a little bit of a slowdown. I'm just kind of seeing what's up, you know, not to call you out or anything right. like that. But, you know, we built a plug-in around it and uh, I got to do my uh, due diligence. Not to call right. you out, but I'm going to call you out. <laughs> so, so, so basically, uh, let's reset those numbers. 952 stars, 247 forks. And Justin, you just been put on blast, pug. Yes. Yeah, so, well, the one thing I would say, the in terms of so CMB two is the, uh, the the second release after the original custom meta box and fields or something like that, um, which uh, the original did not exist on WordPress.org. The new one does. Um, so if you actually the development actually is you know it maybe not as active as it has been uh, lately, but if you go back to yeah, you're dropping commit messages. You're actually what you want to be looking at is trunk. So master branch is the release branch. So ah. master um, is the one that has not been touched in three months. Uh, trunk has actually been committed to as recently as January fourth. So uh, about there we go, just a few days ago. So trunk's actually the one that the reason the releases are slower is because there are so many people using this product. So when we push out a new version. It needs to go through a lot of testing because we don't want to push out something that's going to be buggy or nasty. So if you're wanting to stay on bleeding edge, definitely check out the trunk branch. There's a lot of new features, a lot of, lot of bug fixes. Um, and I will tell Justin you're looking for a new release. See if we <laughs> well, I mean, it's a, a wonderful project. I don't want to uh, make it sound like uh, we're not grateful as a community in any way because we are. It saved me countless hours of development time days maybe even months of development time so uh my my only worry was that it was uh maybe being uh you know deprecated for cmb3 who knows nope. i don't know nope absolutely not and in fact every pretty much every site we build at web dev studios uh cmb2 is rolled in in fact i think it's part of uh it might even no it's not it's it's part of our plugin stuff but so everything we do is cmb2 i mean so cmb2 is not going anywhere and there's a lot like you said justin kind of leads the project but there's a lot of people like you and and other people in the community that contribute a lot to it which is awesome so it's nice to see the community get behind something like this um until there's a more official approach in wordpress core but definitely check it out just search cmb2 it's on wordpress.org it's also on github which is where the active development is happening Love, love, love. Devin, where, where can folks find you? Where's the best place for people to contact you? Uh, best place, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Innerwebs, I-N-N-E-R-W-E-B-S. Devin Walker's my name, and WordPress is my game. Boom. Dropping the mic. I'll tell you what, it's been an exciting sh- uh, show, an episode here. Um, make sure to go check uh, Devin out over at Innerwebs. Don't forget, folks, uh, he's the founder of Word Impress. So if you head over to wordimpress.com, um, they're doing some really amazing stuff. I absolutely implore you to go check it out and go interact. Go talk to Devin and the team there uh, doing some great things. If you're looking for a way to democratize your generosity, head over to GiveWP.com. I know I will be um, as soon as this evening, uh, most likely. Hey, Bradford, I heart you. Where can people find you, even though you're not in my top five? <laughs> yeah, not on your top five Twitter list, that's for sure. But uh, if you are trying to find me on Twitter, I am WilliamsBA. And I am at Dre Meta for the Rad and Drad. 
I'm the doctor. Thanks for joining us on episode 89 of Dragcast with Devin Walker. Deuces. Peace. Thanks for listening. If you have content for the show, want to submit to be a guest host, or just want to listen to previous shows, visit dragcast.com. While you're there, make sure you click the iTunes subscribe link to catch us on iTunes. Don't forget to follow at Dragcast on Twitter. Join Brad and Dre for a new guest host next time on another episode of the Dragcast. I must break you.